Yeah, so, I mean, anyway, uh, it turns out I was just having sex with gay guys all along, you know? I do know. I do know what that's like, and it happens to me every day. Yeah, because I'm like, you'd, you'd, you'd understand why I'm confused, because, you know, I'm not gay, I'm straight, which means I'd only be attracted to straight guys, but it turns out they've been gay this whole time. That follows, that follows. Thank you. Well, folks, I've got some bad news. There's something I need to address at the beginning of the show. Okay. The rumors are true. Matt has been traded to the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> in exchange for Kevin Durant. This is terrible news, and we don't know exactly how this will change the face of the podcast. But uh, please welcome Kevin Durant, our new co-host. Yeah, we, uh, we denied Ben Simmons uh, to be traded to the pod. We're taking no Ben Simmons. Uh, we tried to buy James Harden just so we could give him a job doing nothing, much like the 76ers. Yeah. But uh, this is what we ended up with, and we're pretty happy. Uh, mm -hmm. We think we can build a dynasty around him. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. Who, wait, who's this? Who could it possibly be interrupting Boomer Death Squad Classic? Oh, hold on, hold on. Hello? Hello? Who? What, who? Is this... Bellas? Is this our is this our old co-host Matt? It is. Re no, returning. ladies and gentlemen, it's the star of Uncut Gems, Kevin Durant. <laughs> Kevin, what's shaking? <laughs> Kevin Durant. Not much. Nice yeah, being. I know. Uh, it's Kevin Garnett. Whatever. <laughs> nice being seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the introduction was that uh, we had traded you to the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> <laughs> the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we wouldn't take Simmons for you, so. No, I. I mean, I could. I could be like a point guard on the Sixers, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. I'm like, I'm like, I'm forward height uh, for an in-town basketball <laughs> league, but I'm definitely point guard height for a uh, NBA. Yeah. Yeah, they should have cast you as Larry Bird in that uh, Winning Time show. <laughs> I just get to be the villain, like the... yeah, Matt. And he says white, 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 white all over every picture of Matt. It's so cool. Oh God! Wait, Larry Bird is the villain. Uh, yeah, yes. he's the white devil in Winning Time. <laughs> he is. I was I wasn't around for uh, the basketball drama of whenever that was, but I'm sure they probably were like the noble hero Larry Bird versus Showboaty Magic Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm entirely sure that's what the coverage was. Yeah, yeah. No, I believe it. It's just it it should be you who's Larry Bird. <laughs> so uh, Matt, any reason why you uh, why you're calling into this show? So as we know, sometimes our organization will pull me for various jobs so earlier this week i was overseeing the uh, unrest in karakal pakistan <laughs> the uh the northern region of uzbekistan as right, you might right. know it uh, the top half um but we smooched we smooth things over you over smooched, there they you smooched still, things over is that what i did a i did a lot of smooching <laughs> on the streets of nukas um yeah, smooth things over there. They can still uh, succeed if they ever uh, wish to. So uh, we'll have our uh, Uzbek colony in the future, boys. Mm -hmm. Good. Then for I us. had to. I had to. I flew back home, talked to uh, my friend Scott Adams. I said, "You should do a. You should do like a press piece. You should 
go in the news and tell them what you're thinking about the trying times America's having right now. Wait, so Matt, wait, you were the impetus for that that very normal thread that Scott Adams went on? I was. Well, I sat down with him in his garage and I said, <laughs> you know, people have often looked to you in times of trouble yeah. and terror in this country. And I think no matter what you say, people will feel some sort of comfort from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I patted him on the shoulder, I thanked him for the tea, and I went on my way. <laughs> because I had to have a, chat, I had to have a chat with uh, a little British friend of ours. And I said, it's time for a more British-looking man. <laughs> yeah. you, need, you need to go. Yeah, Bo- Bojo, uh, he really he looks like a New York-style gentleman, because guess what, folks? It's where he was born. He could be president of the United States. And if he's that, uh, God forbid, if he's that aggressively British looking, I made sure the, that he would not become the president of the United States in their mm-hmm. chat. Don't you worry. Yeah. He talks like a cartoon character of like a British lord that's also a pig animal hybrid. <laughs> Dude, I th- Hello, what's all this here. then? He talks like Carl Urban in The Fucking <laughs> Boys. <laughs> and now. I'm taking a little vacation on the beaches of Batumi. Oh yeah, are there some are there some rocky beaches? Uh no, they're very nice. Oh okay. And but I'm um, doing a little work here. I'm looking at Russian warships in the distance, boys. <laughs> Matt will be completing his bout with the novel Havana virus. <laughs> Havana virus, it's a virus now. <laughs> the novel Havana virus. I'm trying to get that 200k. Mm. Mm-hmm. But since we're and but the since free we're tec- but since we're technically not employed by the government, I don't think we can get the Havana money. You ever seen <laughs> what this? was that? Here's the video of Erdogan. It's a video of uh, Erdogan doing like a nerve pinch on Boris Johnson's yeah. shoulder to make him rise. It's so cool. Yeah, it's a picture. <laughs> This is a video of Erdogan using the force. <laughs> yeah, he's Literally. Him. It, 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 I love that he puts, he puts the hand on his shoulder, looks like completely the opposite direction, like Nosferatu, and then Boris like tries to swat his hand away. He's like, oh, <laughs> he's like, nope. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> One of, maybe... Maybe it wasn't me who got him to resign. Maybe that was some sort of old, like, Ottoman martial art technique <laughs> that only the president of Turkey gets to know. Right, right. Well, that it's would... like a mind control thing. That would track, because later at the G7, it was uh, it was Erdogan, Biden, and Bojo where uh, they were having a, you know, a little conversation. And you can clearly tell that Erdogan is, like, razzing Boris Johnson about something, and Biden just... <laughs> He cannot contain his laughter. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's, it's like you know, he's just ribbing him, and Biden's like, "You shouldn't be, you shouldn't say that, pal." But I, <laughs> 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 it's, it's so fucking awesome. Erdogan's been president of Turkey for like what, like more than like twenty years now. He probably feels way more secure at the G seven than anybody else does. More so than Bojo. He's the only one who gets to be a real president. Yeah. The pan-Islamic NATO-aligned countries really know how to just uh, dab on a president's personal psyche. Like, (laughs) when Trump was getting elected, he was like, Saudi Arabia, they did 9-11 very bad, very nasty. (laughs) He really 
did say that. And then as president, the first place he went is Saudi Arabia to be given like an eagle made of marble mm-hmm. and yeah. like 13 swords. A sword with his face carved into it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, he's like, oh, the house sword, I will defend them forever. I'm a knight. <laughs> Do you think do you think he's uh, swung those swords at all, or do you think those got put in a closet somewhere? Did you say if he's ever swung the swords? <laughs> yeah, he's he swung them around the room. Right. There's no way he would ever physically touch it. I'm Jack Sparrow. <laughs> no, yeah, okay. So there are two. There are two demons in my head. One is that Donald Trump would never touch a sword because it's sharp, and he thinks he'll like hurt it's himself. Scary. It's scary. Yeah. And the other is I'm Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I'm Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Trump. Trump with a, a a dreadlock wig on. Yeah, Jared, you're the girl. <laughs> you're the girl there, there, actor. <laughs> there, there is a strong possibility. He'd like cut himself on the handle somehow. Yeah, no, but, that's what I'm uh, saying. He won't even touch it. It's like, uh, it's like Mr. Burns. He's but using... at, at the same time, if you sat him down and explained, you know, the sword is a nobleman's weapon. This is no spear or hand mm-hmm. axe. This is this is a sword made of made of the finest steel, hilt of gold. He might start carrying it at his hip. Yeah. Oh, dude. And then that's how Turkey responds to Saudi Arabia uh, winning the Republican president that easy. They win the Democrat by giving Joe Biden, like, a kilt and an axe. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, you are the Highlander. Yeah, Joe Biden will only give speeches dressed as the Highlander. Welcome back to Boomer Death Squad, the number one podcast still fully socially distanced since the year 2013. Mm. I am your host, <laughs> Joe Yorker. Uh, let's see. My name is signed copy of an old Dan Jr. book. What? Uh, that's that's going to come in. You're going to get that one a little later <laughs> I read that line. <laughs> and I just ins- I insisted we do this one over Uvu. Holy shit! Yo, have you ever been to Uvu Javer? Am I right, guys? (laughs) What was the other one? Uh, Omegle? Omegle? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. (laughs) Yeah, we're actually doing this over Omegle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how lucky it only took us 35 refreshes (laughs) to find each other? That's right, yeah. We have chat roulette running in the background, (laughs) and you're going to hear a different man masturbating every five minutes. We have a wonderful show for you folks this week, yes, and we're we starting do. off in uh, the true American heartland, New York City, baby. New York City Magazine, baby. Uh, you, we're gonna revisit um, uh, an old, an old favorite, an old haunt of ours: the Intelligencer section of New York Magazine, which I, I still, I really, I really love that name. Yeah, um, very intelligent. <laughs> Uh, it's one who intelligences. Yeah, <laughs> and that's uh, not how you spell intelligentsia, right? They're not trying to do something like dumb no, and French. Definitely not. No, yet. there'd be an I in there. <laughs> we're on to you. Yeah, we're on to them. Uh, but not only were we re- uh, are we revisiting the intelligencer, uh, we're also going back to Margaret Hartman. She's uh, we've read the most of her in this website. She's the first author we ever re- uh, read in this. Uh, and what her motif seems seems to be is, um, you know, absolutely exposing the Trump the Trump family, 
the Trump crime family. Something that uh, always holds a lot of weight in the world and has consequences for them. Absolutely. Every time there's a picture of Donald Jr. stealing from Eric's lemonade stand, the (laughs) world watches with bated breath. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, all right. Follow me. Follow follow me here. Um, Taking money out of Eric's lemonade stand, Trump's hand in in the cookie jar. Trump... We've got an article. Trump is selling signed copies of his picture book for $999. The most annoying part of that headline is the way they go, picture book. <laughs> well, you're New York Magazine. You're not even a fucking book. <laughs> yeah, do they even have print copies of their magazine anymore? Yeah, exactly. Probably I want not. a hardcover copy of your magazine, bitch. I can get a hardcover <laughs> copy of Donald Trump smiling and holding a cheeseburger. <laughs> For a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. Yep. And you get his signature on there. This really shows. And you know what? Yeah. Since I'm not a journalist, I can afford that. (laughs) (laughs) This really shows that uh, Trump still has some of that Hollywood magic in him. Mm -hmm. Because this isn't a uh, normal like Hollywood money or normal Washington D.C. swamp money grab thing. This is the advanced Hollywood kind, like when the guys from It's Always Sunny try and sell me a thousand dollar bottle of whiskey. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did that really happen? Yes. Oh boy. Yeah, I really they like didn't... those guys. Dude, and it's hyper targeted at us. They're like, it's a Philadelphia malt. <laughs> oh come with on. Irish style single whiskey. Oh, come <laughs> yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. But they didn't have like a forty dollar version. They have an eighty dollar version. <laughs> That's uh, so uh, slip Slipknot whiskey of the people made a forty dollar version when they made a thousand dollar version of nice. their whiskey. All right. Uh let's uh let's start out here. Back in November, Donald Trump released Our Journey Together to widespread mockery in the mainstream press. Yeah, he really cared. (laughs) That is the title of his book, Our Journey Together. That's so (laughs) dumb that Donald Trump is releasing books with, like, hope and change, the Obama years names. (laughs) Yeah, right? Uh, Uh, It's very, like, high school yearbook. (laughs) Uh, Our Journey Together. Yeah, you're right. Donald Trump made an Amelia Earhart-themed book about his presidency. (laughs) The signature is just hags. (laughs) You seem cool. Uh... The primary criticism was that rather than the typical post-presidential memoir, Trump put out a coffee table book with some surprisingly nasty handwritten captions. (laughs) (laughs) It's like an X-rated book. Uh, But people were also appalled by the book's sky-high price tag, $75 or $230 for a signed edition. All books cost like way too much money. Yeah, absolutely. I think I spent like $75 on the Venture Bro book that's the fandom i'm in i imagine donald trump fans spending the same to like make the libs angry and look at pretty pictures i bought frankie that that uh fucking anime art book and it was like 170 dollars yeah exactly exactly shit's crazy and i don't know who's serafinianus was uh was pricey too but amazon Mm -hmm. accidentally sent me a second one for free (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah there you go you're scamming amazon by uh, by nasty handwritten captions, do they mean he wrote like slut on people and <laughs> drew like mustaches? Like, bye bye, oh. honey, lose some weight. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. bitch. Yeah, he's drawing uh, he's drawing devil horns and a mustache on General Kelly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a picture book with captions is so much more Donald Trump voter speed. You think they want to read a book? I know, right? That's that is a very good point. 
is is like traitor under Mike Pence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Draws devil horns it, on him. Dude, it's it really like a makes Taylor you think. Swift music video or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now Trump devotees are are in for even more sticker shock. Basic copies of the book are still available at the original price, but the two hundred thirty dollars signed edition is no longer listed on the website of Winning Team Publishing, a new venture co-founded by Donald Trump Jr. and GOP operative Sergio Gore. <laughs> Sergio <laughs> Gore probably rocks. Win- yeah, that's a, the guy who's picked the last five presidents. It's a very good name, Winning Team Publishing. <laughs> that's incredible. Incredible, man. Instead, signed copies are only available as part of the special edition signed copy bundle pack, which Trump and Don Jr. started promoting on social media earlier this week. <laughs> if you follow Trump on, you know, Instagram, on Snapchat, you know, you, 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 you've surely seen his Instagram story by now. If you're on his private private friends, you learned about this months ago. Yeah, there was like an email, like a, like a fan's early access, only two hundred thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had to be in his uh, in a certain OnlyFans tier, though. Yeah, the he the whole posting tier. <laughs> Is uh, my ass. <laughs> One thing Trump neglected to uh, mention in his Truth Social post: the special edition bundle cost nearly one thousand dollars. Why? <laughs> well, the short answer, obviously, is that Trump is not one to pass up a good money-making scheme. But let's break down exactly what buyers are getting for their $999. <laughs> I would be literally shocked if I couldn't, in five minutes, find an Obama version of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For more money. Uh, Do you think we could write to uh, the publishing company and get like a pack to like review, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> We're a book review podcast, primarily. <laughs> We are conservative influencers. <laughs> yeah, we're conservative influencers who spent 130 episodes reviewing the Bible. <laughs> so far, all Genesis. good things. We're going to review Trump's, Trump's picture book on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, a copy of Our Journey Together that looks leather-bound, but probably isn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. It's vegan, folks. I'm vegan now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Leather bound, but probably isn't really sums up the uh, like the modern Republican uh, <laughs> movement, and also the mindset of the Democrats. Like, ew, so tacky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in a January appearance on Lou Dobbs' podcast, <laughs> <laughs> dude, we could get him. Trump bragged that our journey together had sold out its initial run of two hundred and forty thousand copies. When compared to other presidents' book sales, that isn't impressive at all. But Trump claimed that he ran into sloppy uh, supply chain issues. <laughs> Cop out. Yeah, do what every other Democrat does and make the New York City school district order every copy <laughs> of your book. Yeah, supply chain issues. That's the excuse I give to fucking annoying customers that come in and ask me for <laughs> shit that I don't feel like looking for. Yeah, exactly. This guy is uh this guy couldn't even get his bag as well as your average vampire. <laughs> uh quote, the publisher, the printer who is one of the biggest in the country. I think he said he has eight plants. He said, well, we have one problem. We can't get paper. We can't get ink. We can't get glue. We can't get leather for the covers, he said. It doesn't sound like one problem. <laughs> that sounds like four Several problems. Several problems, at least, yeah. Uh, this remark was highly confusing. As it, as it appears, no animals were harmed in the making of the original edition on our journey together. And while the special edition looks like it might be leather-bound, I'm going to bet that it's some kind of plastic imitation. <laughs> uh, 
A genuine leather cover seems like it would be a key selling point, and yet the word leather does not appear anywhere in the description. Here's what Winning Team Publishing says about the special edition book. Get your hand-signed copy of Our Journey Together, a special edition, autographed by President Donald J. Trump. The photo book is sure to become a family treasure. <laughs> <laughs> My family treasures. Well, if they're sure. Passing down the Trump uh, fucking coffee table picture book to your <laughs> yeah. son on your deathbed. This special edition features several new photos, as well as President Trump's signature inside the book. Not on a book plate. Very few copies remain. <laughs> features several new photos. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> They're like headshots. They're like recent headshots. They're like when Kim Kardashian released that picture book, and it was just like never before seen nudes. It's Trump taking a picture. <laughs> you can see Trump's ass in the mirror. <laughs> Trump's oh, doing nudes. Yeah. Trump's doing <laughs> Dude. cosplay shots. <laughs> He's like, I'm Bulma. <laughs> Trump is Bulma, folks. Uh, <clears throat> without more detail on what the cover is made of, I can't assess whether the bundle's 435% markup is justified. Particularly because my only expertise in rare books comes from watching three seasons of Netflix's You. Okay? <laughs> what? Nothing. This is just a smarter than thou snooty, like, ooh, who could possibly know if this book is worth a thousand dollars? But I will note that Barnes and Noble's collectible edition of the complete tales of Winnie the Pooh, featuring elegant bonded leather binding, distinctive gilt edging, decorative endpapers, and a colorful ribbon bookmark, cost only one penny more than the regular hardcover edition. <laughs> so the leather-ish Our Journey Together cover may not cost hundreds of dollars. To produce well you, you think, think so? you think that but he makes jared kushner retype it every time <laughs> <laughs> yeah he yeah. says it prevents interference it's on a ben franklin style printing press but yeah. jared's just you know working like a slave and you there. open the book it's just a scroll <laughs> it's printed on paper towels <laughs> <laughs> and these are very good cows that uh they use they're to good. make the leather these they're aren't excellent just any cows, cows folks they're the best cows they're made out of plastic more they're more plastic people, cows more, more people they're saying these cows are terrific folks as for the other perks, the previous price structure suggests Trump's signature only adds $155 to the value of the book. Ooh, oh, oh my God, did you guys see that? She said that Trump's signature only costs $155. How will he ever recover? And as a Star Wars enthusiast, I have to warn Trump's fans that sometimes new special edition content isn't all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> Big Han shot first lady at the... Uh... <laughs> Intelligencer. <laughs> this lady just wants the original job of the hut back. I mean, come <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah, just the fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> this fat Scottish guy. <laughs> yeah, that's that that's the new photo. There's just a stage <laughs> photo of all of them, like the the original job of scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Trump getting the uh the medal at the end of a new hope. <laughs> a signed copy of an old Don Jr. book. <laughs> The special edition bundle also includes a signed copy of Liberal Privilege, Joe Biden and the Democrats' Defense of the Indefensible by Donald J. Trump Jr. That is such a bad title. Yeah, every movie title is like dog, and every Republican book title is that. <laughs> the de yeah. Defense of the Indefensible. Uh, you can get a signed copy for as low as $45 on eBay and an unsigned copy for $30 on Winning Team Publishing's website. <laughs> 
Also available, a $200 copy of Our Journey Together, signed by Don Jr., who did not author the book. So, yeah. <laughs> so you could have a Donald Trump signature. Yeah, well, of course I had to read the book, but really I'm more of a junior head. <laughs> At first glance, it seems like liberal privilege might break some big news about Trump's plans for 2024. The description states, read about the countless liberal scandals, years of entrenched racism in the Democrat Party, and decades of failed policies that will paint a stark picture of liberal privilege. As President Donald J. Trump seeks a second term based on real accomplishments, learn about the facts the media refuses to cover. But upon further investigation, this book was first published by, uh, in August 28, 2020. Winning Team Publishing didn't update the blurb to clarify that the book is almost two years old, and Trump's first attempt to secure a second term failed. And your own article couches that in first attempt, because you know in about <laughs> two years. All right, so uh, the next the next uh, little item you get in the special edition uh, of the Trump uh, the Trump book is a MAGA hat. Uh, a classic MAGA hat retails for $30 on the website for Trump's Save America Joint Fundraising Committee. And I'm going to bet that anyone considering shelling out $990, uh, $999 on the special edition of his cash grab coffee table book already owns one. Personally, I would have sweetened the bundle with the $30 Our Journey Together coffee mug instead. <laughs> okay? But I've never helped my dad sell a few hundred thousand picture books, a mere fraction of what other presidential books sell on day one. So what oh do I know? Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. Thanks, thanks for those stats, Margaret. Yeah, dude. Everyone really wants to read Jimmy Carter's fucking book. Yeah. It wasn't just like the peanut consortium ordering <laughs> two million copies. <laughs> and once again, Donald Trump wasn't smart enough to secure this bag and get some kind of evil cabal to buy his book. <laughs> and uh, I guess that's it. It's You get a MAGA hat, you get Donald Trump's also, you also get D DJ TJ's book <laughs> and the side edition. So uh, It's sort of like they kit you out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like donating on a Minecraft server. It is exactly yeah, like donating on a Minecraft server. <laughs> They're buying a rank in Greater MAGA. <laughs> yeah, when they go to Trump rallies, you can see it above their name. This is one of the only way you can directly donate to Donald Trump, <laughs> not to his campaign, but yeah. like give him thirty dollars or whatever. You should you should get like a special badge on Truth Social for your profile yes. if you get this. Yeah, Truth Seekers. It just says like book haver or something. <laughs> yeah. Book has 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 the book has the book that, that would become like a badge of weakness on true social like book reader says that <laughs> your name some real smart guy uh all right so that's all we had for that article um but we are actually going to continue in the intelligencer uh right now um this one is by a different uh different writer though sean mccreesh <laughs> Oh, that's Irish. It's Irish. It's weird. Uh, it's also, of course, in the Intelligencer, uh, and it's an article titled "Among the Media Billionaires in Sun Valley." Fuck Sun Valley. Uh, you know, I didn't know what it was either until I read this article today at work. <laughs> it's like where all the Don Drapers of the TikTok world live. <laughs> that sounds about right to me. Let's go with that. Sean McCreesh sounds like like a union organizer in a folk song who meets like a terrible end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean McCree was executed on Bloody Sunday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Um, let's start out here. 
As I stood penned in with a pack of gossipy reporters outside the Sun Valley Lodge Tuesday afternoon, watching while a procession of billionaires streamed in, I was reminded of that apocryphal exchange between author couple of writers F. Scott Fitzgerald and Ernest Hemingway. Everyone was being too gossipy, so I started thinking about the fucking Great Gatsby. (laughs) (laughs) No one's as real as I am. Rich people in gossip. I was like, I'm kind of like the main character. (laughs) Yeah. Gay. (laughs) Leonardo DiCaprio. The very rich are different. No, it's, it's it's, it's the journalist guy. Who has to hang you out literally with Leonardo DiCaprio to get a pussy? Oh, I, I've never read the book or seen oh. the movie. Oh, that's I awesome. know there's rich people gossip and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, you should read the book. It's good. Moving on. <laughs> there's like a light or something. Yeah, there's a light. It symbolizes Matt being gay. There, Moving on. There's a light that never <laughs> no, goes a, out. It's, it's a light. It's a hope that you might get pussy, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what the light is Take for him. Take out tonight. He's like, there, he's like, there's a woman over on the other side with that light. <laughs> yes. Uh, the very rich are different from you and me, Fitzgerald observed. Yes, said Hemingway. They have more money. Oh, epic. Freaking epic style. Hemingway first stayed at this lodge in 1939 and knew this town. It's where he died. But Fitzgerald was right. The rich are not like you and me. Did you fly private to summer camp? I didn't even go to summer camp, so... Yeah, I went into the woods and hit my brother with a stick. (laughs) (laughs) Each year, the very richest in our society quorum at this lodge for a conference thrown by the secretive investment firm Allen & Company to strike deals. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Have you guys heard of That's this? Scary. Oh no, wait, yeah, this yeah, one. yeah. This is they depict this in a lot of TV shows. Do they? That's not Bohemian Grove. No, yeah, it is Bohemian Grove. It's That's the same thing. That is. It's, yeah. in a, it's in a different part of California. Wait, no. This is—is is this one of those? Is this is like the dinner where they pick the presidents? Like, uh, it's like the special guys dinner. And <laughs> it's definitely a special like, boys dinner. The speaker gets to be the president. Like usually, it's I, I don't know I don't know about that I've literally only about ever it heard on that on once. Oh yeah, this is uh, if you really take the Jeffrey Epstein pill, then you accept that Jeffrey Epstein was not like a singular figure in all of his like evil and cunningness, but like one a cog, one of many guys in the system working towards this. Mm-hmm. Fully taking that pill means that Bohemian Grove is not the only Bohemian Grove. Mm-hmm. There are That's like rival Bohemian Groves <laughs> that are competing for members every year. <laughs> this is the only place that capitalism still works. It's like Skull and Bones versus Bohemian Grove versus uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein and the Cabana Boys. <laughs> versus Michael Baxter. Well, uh, he goes on here. This is where Jeff Bezos decided to buy the Washington Post and where Disney hatched a plan to gobble up ABC. They are the media tycoons, the men who control what and how you read, watch, and click, and the men who finance uh, finance those men. They are, in fact, almost all men. And here, for one amusing week, they pretend as though they aren't so different. They all go into a room and rub each other's weird, greasy <laughs> shoulders and hit the next three presidents. This is in succession. There's a scene of it. It's a kind of theater. The costumes are militantly casual. They dispense with their suits and dress in blue jeans, baseball caps, beat-up kicks. <laughs> but wait, don't those John Lobb sneakers cost $780? They leave most of their toys at home. No to the chief of staff and army of lawyers. Yes to the Gulf Stream. 
bringing other po- uh, el- other props instead. Wives, kids, Labradors, wives, plural. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's saying a little bit more than one thing there. It's just like a regular summer camping trip, except the local girls they hire to babysit have to sign NDAs. Hey, look, Henry Barbar- Barbarian's at the gate, Kravis, has just arrived, and he's unloading his own luggage from the back of his SUV. No staff? No problem. Rupert Murdoch arrived the night before, and Elon Musk is expected to show before the end of the week. So this is like the VM Vargas of the world. Yes. <laughs> All getting together. Yes. The reporters, there are just a few of us, stay behind a short fence. Camden <laughs> corralled. <laughs> yeah, it's like a smoker section, but it's the reporter section. Yeah. It's just in a little circle. That can be how the world is as long as smokers' sections are expanding. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, there are just a few of us. They, uh, stay behind a short fence. Watching as the Chevy Suburbans pull up to deposit their vested cargo. One by one, the Titans climb out. There's Brian Roberts, CEO of Comcast, and his NBC chief, Jeff Shell. There's Warren Buffett in a hideous acid yellow shirt, and Jeffrey Katzenberg. This driveway is the stage upon which a mogul may perform, should he wish. Most don't want to play and dart straight inside the refuge of the lobby, where I'm sure reporters are not allowed. No, they're kept in this corral. (laughs) But not David Zaslav. He's not the biggest kid on the block, but ever since he became the boss of Warner Bros., HBO, and CNN, he's been having a ball. (laughs) This is awesome. It's like a new kid on the block profile of... uh... David Zaslav. Yeah, the newest member of the Illuminati. Uh, Last year's conference, which took place right as he was conquering those properties, might have been more fun because right now he's got to focus on aggressively paying down the debt of his conglomerate and sweeping layoffs are expected. 30% has been the number floating around. Holy shit. That is fucking insane. At three companies? (laughs) And I care about one of them. Uh, So he's like the main character, though. He's the one. It's like a succession episode. Like they're on vacation. It's sort of like a side episode, but he's (laughs) got to like still do deals. He's like, can I have a room, please? I need you to get us a room. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Still, he's ebullient as he greets Home Depot's founding financer, Ken Langone, before the cameras, (laughs) pulling him in for a hug and a peck on the cheek. But uh, Zaslav steps up to the reporter's pen. Welcome to Sun Valley, he says, flashing his gleaming chompers. He talked to them through the cage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That video of the orangutan grabbing the guy by his shirt and, like, <laughs> holding him towards the cage. I ask if he's worried that CNN's ratings continued to dip in June, despite the January 6th hearings, which provided a bump but should have been like crack for its viewers. <laughs> This is just a Democrat complaining that people don't care about January 6th because it's fake. (laughs) Uh, I think Chris is doing a great job pivoting CNN, he replies, referring to Chris Licht, his newly installed viceroy at Hudson Yards. (laughs) Okay. Viceroy of Hudson Yards. (laughs) Journalism first. America needs a news network where everybody can come and be heard. Republicans, Democrats. I think you're seeing more of that at CNN. (laughs) That's definitely what we need. Yeah, they're like, MSNBC can have the fucking, they can be the lib one. We have to go back to being like abortion. Maybe it's bad. It's probably bad, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's the greatest news brand in the world with the greatest journalists. And we're going to lean into that. We're not going to look at the ratings, and in the long run, it's going to be worth more. 
Next question. Isn't it interesting how Netflix, which made binge-watching part of its core DNA, has just experimented with its most cherished brand, Stranger Things, by dripping out episodes? Doesn't that seem like a pivot to the kind of appointment television that Zaslav's HBO still does? I think we're all going to experiment, he says. Stranger Things is a great, terrific show, and Netflix is a great company. Reed and Ted, I think if we do quality content that people love, we've got to create more content that people will pay for before they'll pay for dinner or they'll rush home to see. That's sort of like a Kamala Harris-type sentence. Yeah, I love everybody. We all have to do better at doing better. It's good to be good. We've got to create content that people will pay for before they pay for dinner. I'm sorry to death to see Stranger Things 67. Yeah, like... (laughs) And if we're the best at being the best, then only then can we truly call ourselves the best. (laughs) Uh, Reed and Ted, as in Netflix co-CEOs Reed Hastings and Ted Sarandos, who were just... These guys all sound like fucking supervillains. Sarandos? (laughs) Uh, we're just he- uh, we're just here in the driveway a moment before. In this year's theater of Sun Valley, they constitute one of the juiciest acts. <laughs> Hollywood has been uh, feeling uh, Schadenfreude watching them squirm. How do you pronounce that? Schadenfreude. Schaden. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Schadenfreude. I, I know what it means. Uh, <laughs> watching them squirm while Netflix's stock is in freefall. The culture at their company is famous, famously Machiavellian, and some wonder if it won't attempt to throw the other overboard. And so they uh, pointedly tune out our shouts as they hop into an SUV together and later take a walk across the grounds. <laughs> These guys are always just walking hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea that Netflix is run by spy versus spy, <laughs> and they're both just, like, constantly trying to one-up one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Reed and Ted. <laughs> Another vaudevillian sight is the dance between Disney's two bobs, Iger and Chappick. Both are here, but definitely not together. <laughs> Handsome and charming, Iger was the Disney CEO uh, who took a, a while to get off the stage and failed to groom a successor. I think groom is uh, probably a specific word choice there. <laughs> yeah. Groom is specific and handsome is generous. <laughs> it's like when the misfits took uh fucking michael graves out of high school yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you get picked by like bob because you're also named bob and he raises <laughs> you in a pod to become the new uh mickey mouse man right uh now he watches his chapic hurdles from crisis to crisis the new bob gave burbank the vapors last month when he guillotined beloved executive peter rice without offering him a cushy landing pad <laughs> guillotined him yeah uh which is not a very hollywood thing to do thank you very much this week Iger inked a deal with random house for a book in which he will discuss how to be an effective leader he's all smiles as he heads to lunch with brian grazer and shouts to us i'm just here enjoying myself this year (laughs) yeah i bet (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile uh when chapik steps out of the lodge a few minutes later alone None of us notice because he looks like just another bald white guy in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> the lodge is situated by uh, Bald Mountain and Dollar Mountain, which seems fitting. <laughs> what? <laughs> they ran out of mountain names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this mountain was discovered by a bald man, and we had to pay for this one. <laughs> yeah. uh, by the time he gets to the bushes and demasks, we realize who he is, but it's too late. There are rules, strict ones. We aren't allowed to chase. Kids are off limits. <laughs> I would hope kids are off limits. 
Yeah, a bunch of reporters ravenously tearing Ted Sarandos' <laughs> child apart for information about Netflix. This is starting to read as a, like a hit piece placed by Bob Iger against Bob Chappick, you know? <laughs> yeah, They're yeah. Like, Bob Iger we cannot rule that out. Bob Iger uh, is magnetic in the room. Yeah. Like, Bob Chappick, we didn't notice him. He's bald. He's just another <laughs> bald white mad. guy. Not yeah. like Bob Iger, who's a handsome stallion <laughs> yeah. and was the king of Disney. His only mistake was picking this guy. You know what, Matt? I think you really might be on to something. Yeah, this is a full-on hit piece. Uh... Kids are off limits, and we can't pump any of the ground staff for information. When a woman in a wheelchair without credentials uh, pleads to use the bathroom of the adjacent hotel building, an Allen and Company enforcer barks and sends her rolling away. (laughs) 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 But Chappick should be feeling good, because last week Disney's board unanimously voted to re-up his contract for the next three years. Besides, didn't Iger already write that book? I just, I kind of want to... I kind of want to talk about Allen and Company again. The the way they describe it is the secretive investment firm, Allen and Company. They have enforcers. They have enforcers. And I, I just, just, it just feels so much like a cutout. Like They have enforcers who are turning away disabled women trying to use the bathroom <laughs> in like, what would you do type scenarios. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> This is, yeah, it's, it's what would you do type, type uh, training for CIA officers. Yeah. They might as oh, well. Oh, wow. They might as well. Notable, notable former Allen and Company employees, George Tenet, former director <laughs> of the CIA. Are you serious? Yes. I, I, they might have just, they might as well have just called it Dolus Investment. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? What is this? Oh, this I'm is... supposed to just brush that off? This is just how that the government rocks. gives out ideas. Like, yes! Like, yes! Like, here's some PayPal, Elon Musk. Here's Steam, <laughs> Game Newell. I can't believe they even let the the name of that group go to go to print. But uh, one, media, uh, one media CEO tells me this is by far his favorite conference. Much better than Davos. Because those other shindigs involve, uh, devolve into flashy circuses and party central. Everyone at Davos is out of their mind yeah, on Quaaludes. Just rolling, yeah. Yeah, they got the last in the country. They're all drinking lean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where the last of the activists is. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Here, here, people come hungry to negotiate. Trade reporters thirst for any little scraplet of news that might come out of the meetings. But each year it gets harder to report on, as journalists, as journalists are repelled farther from the lodge. Back in the day, reporters were free to enter and loiter in the lobby bar. <laughs> <laughs> no free drinks anymore, pal. You have to walk up to, like, Bob Iger and get him to buy you a drink. Like, only, only the millionaires can grant you drinks. Yeah. Uh, I like how they're placed in a cage now. Yeah. Like, they don't get to mingle with people anymore. They're, <laughs> the journalists are placed in a cage. Yeah. I like how they mentioned that the new Disney CEO took his mask off, too. Yeah. Because they're all... He took his... He put his mask on to go in front of the reporters and then took it off to go inside. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I ask Sherry Redstone if she has a minute, but she blows me off and says she needs to get a coffee. She's one of the few women in attendance. Cheryl Sandberg is here, too, but professionally, she's about to be standing in the unemployment line just behind Iger. <laughs> the funniest moment... Wait, the lady who has the monopoly on all Redstone power in the country was there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the preeminent Redstone wizard appeared. Yeah, yeah. Uh... 
The funniest moments are when somebody, or rather nobody, steps out of the car and the cameramen sigh in unison because he isn't important enough to photograph. That sounds fucking hilarious. This happens when a co-founder of Groupon arrives. <laughs> He's a third-tier CEO, sniffs one of the photographers. <laughs> That's so great. Like, you know, you make all this money and you're like a powerful executive or whatever, but everyone's like, you kind of fucking suck, man. I mean, come on. Where's what, your clout? How, would you respect the co-founder of Groupon? No, no, but he's probably like a fucking trillionaire. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. The richest man on earth. <laughs> uh, another zooms in with his camera on the name tag of an unrecognizable white man, and we see we see it says Chris MacOwn. What? Chris McCown. Chris McCown. I don't. They write it very strange, folks. It looks like Chris McOwn. We all quickly Google him and then turn our backs. Oh, man. I hope Chris didn't read this. Yeah, that's this so funny. so bitchy. <laughs> yeah, right, right. We all Googled his vanity plate. Then we're like, bye-bye, yeah. honey. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Greg Maffey, Liberty Media boss, and Zaslav Pal pulls up in a GMC and asks uh, us to keep an eye on his dogs in the back seat. He tells me he, <laughs> he tells me he doesn't have time to answer any questions and then says hello to Andrew Ross Sorkin of the New York Times, who has just arrived as a guest. The Titans tolerate Ross Sorkin because he reminds me of their own sons, except he actually does what they tell him. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> They're like, this guy's a cuck, and they love that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, other journalists who walk among the billionaires include Anderson Cooper. All that Vanderbilt money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Evan Osnos of The New Yorker. <laughs> Evan Osnos. He, his father invented glasses. <laughs> uh, and for the first time this year, Barry Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> Notably, not of the New York Times. Let's make a I'll deal. Say that, yeah, uh, there Barry is... Weiss has really like so successfully pivoted, being like just like sucking at everything <laughs> into like getting to go to things. You know, she's like figure out how to complain her way into getting invited to shit to the to the billionaire party, like. like Kamala Harris, or Kamala Harris, Tulsi Gabbard, rather, quit <laughs> the government to like become her tulpa. Who? Uh, uh, Weiss? Yeah, like she does what? the same stuff. She's going around talking about how cancel culture is out of control and complaining and etc. Standing sucks. in solidarity with J.K. Rowling. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? I guess we don't need Tulsi Gabbard in the government, so. Um. There is also the former journalist uh, turned NYPD top cop, John Miller, seen grazing with Grazer and Iger, and top spook Bill Burns. So there's just a CIA guy here who everybody knows is a CIA guy. Top spook. <laughs> Come on. Uh, whatever. Okay, let's just, let's just blow right past that. Uh, this is the last paragraph. A local couple who lived down off the mountain near Hemingway's gravesite Tell me the townsfolk are just as confused and intrigued as anyone about what the moguls actually get up to in this lodge. As Hemingway wrote about the leopard in the snows of Kilimanjaro, no one has explained what they are seeking at this altitude. They're just, they're doing the fucking Stonecutter song from The Simpsons. Yeah, like what else could they, be? yeah, that and, you know. And Barry Weiss gets to go. <laughs> at the beginning of this article, he notes that they bring kids here. You know, that doesn't mean it's their kids, okay? That's that's what we're going to leave this article off on. 
Uh, Barry Weiss gets to go, and then her article is like, they sang the Stonecutter song. It seemed like they practiced the song a lot. They did a very good job. Yeah, they worked really hard on the Stonecutter song. <laughs> cancel culture was a big topic. Speaking of yeah, cancel like, culture. Yep, yep. Uh, we are going to uh, shy away now, folks, from uh, the liberal news media. Uh, and we're going to go, we're going to visit our friends in penis job media. That would be PJ Media for you, folks. Um, is he running? Trump plane gets a fresh new coat of paint. <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> this is by Athena Thorne. <laughs> we, we have not read her yet. Is is that a Greek name? <sighs> yeah. Thorne, Athena? Though? Yeah, that's, you, you lose it at Thorne. Maybe it's a Greek Nazi name. It's a German <laughs> Greek name. Uh, yeah, these are, it's a collaborationist <laughs> Greek name, Thorne. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so she starts out here. In 2016, Donald Trump loved to stunt on his political opponents by landing his massive branded jet behind them just as they were giving speeches during campaign stops at airports. <laughs> 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 now, a new video documents Trump Force One getting a fresh coat of paint, leaving the gleaming Boeing 757 resplendent with a waving American flag on the tail. <laughs> <laughs> Trump linked the video in a post on his Truth Social media platform, writing, During my four years in the White House, I didn't use everybody's favorite airplane, the Boeing 757 we campaigned on for big 2016 win. <laughs> I didn't use everybody's favorite airplane. Everybody's favorite. <laughs> I like the absolute shitty Air Force One. <laughs> I know. He's like, I know you were all missing your favorite plane a whole lot. I had to use this lesser plane. No, exactly. He should go on to list very specific complaints about Air Force <laughs> yeah. One. Not nearly enough cup holders. Yeah. Uh, not enough room between the seats. The bed smelled like shit. <laughs> uh, now it has been completely modernized and renovated. It looks great. All done in the great state of Louisiana. And coming back to the skies in the fall of 2022, or maybe sooner. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> I'm excited. He's like, right after midterms, you'll be seeing a lot of this play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, an hour later, Trump followed up with a poll that showed him winning majority support over other potential candidates in a Republican primary for the office of president in 2024. Now, this is maybe the least surprising thing I've ever seen in my entire fucking life, the result of these polls. I mean, there's, yeah. There's a who, surprising factor. What's that? In both of these polls, Pence gets 7%. Third, third place at 7%. Yeah, but Trump is number one at 56%. Who the fuck is voting for Michael Pence over Donald Trump? Never Trumpers. 7% of the people it's they so fucking cool poll. It's so to be a never Trumper and like vote for his vice president. <laughs> you are probably right, though. Wow. Well, no, yeah. yeah that's a, He's that's like, a oh, you sure specific. showed me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Trump at 56%, next DeSantis at 16%. I mean, why is anybody even conducting these polls? There's no point. I don't think DeSantis would will act. I'd be fucking shocked if he did. If he ran? At this point, yeah. Oh, yeah against why would Donald he? Trump? Yeah. Why would he? Yeah, just He's wait till next vassal. time. He's You're not allowed. And Trump has been like, he's been like tepidly... Like stepping into the waters of owning DeSantis sometimes because he knows he might run against him. Well, and just beyond that, fucking Donald Trump is disgusted by Ron DeSantis because uh, people mm -hmm. like him. Mm -hmm. Right, right. 
Stay out of my <laughs> spotlight. Stop passing anti-gay like, bills. I have to pass anti-gay bills, like, with the last surviving member of YMCA in attendance. <laughs> and he's, like, weird looking. He's like, he, he's like mush. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, DeSantis does look far too much like a math teacher. Very <laughs> shitty energy. <laughs> Uh, the crown jewel in the Trump fleet is the custom Boeing 757, one of the most famous private jets in the world, according to the Trump Organization <laughs> website. My airplane is so famous. Uh, the aircraft is powered by Rolls-Royce engines. Rolls-Royce, by the way, <laughs> makes 50% of all airplane engines. Oh, okay. What a flex. So, so, yeah, it's just very funny. They're just like, oh, Rolls-Royce. Hey, this is a fun, it's a little Snapple fact. Yeah. Um. Uh, Rolls-Royce engines and could fly up to eight hours uninterrupted within a 3,000-mile range. The Trump 757 has been entirely customized and features Italian leather seats embroidered with the Trump family crest, 24-karat gold-plated <laughs> accents, two private guest rooms, three bathrooms, dining and conference areas, and an extensive entertainment system that rivals any private theater. <laughs> it's just like... He he has just like a movie like an like the annoying rich people love to like build in-home movie theaters with just like annoying sound systems so they can watch my big fat Greek wedding or whatever. But like imagine you know you're a big you're a big MAGA guy. You're on the Trump Organization website because you just want to you want to learn about Trump. You, so you you see the Trump 757. It piques your interest. You read about it. You are so hype on how fancy this fucking plane is. Uh, full disclosure, I do, in the middle of the night, just browse insane plain review guy <laughs> accounts and send them to Matt. The, this is true. I do think that this is for the specific, like, MAGA MTV Cribs caucus. Oh, yeah, 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 I, I can see that. Uh, the Trump 757 has been featured on the world stage, crossing virtually every inch of the country and beyond. <laughs> Uh, the plane was built in 1991 and began its career as a commercial jet. Trump purchased the plane from then-owner Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen in 2011. Mr. Trump said he liked older planes because they had been tested and had been around, according to Aero Time. That's what I say when I buy a used car. Instead of a new car. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> you broke it in. Uh... The 757 is, quote, one of the fastest airplanes in the world. It can achieve more than 500 miles per hour speed. <laughs> per hour speed. <laughs> I guarantee he did say exactly that. Yeah. Uh, this is the, the last paragraph here. During the 2016 campaign, the T-Bird, as the former president calls it, <laughs> uh, served as a potent campaign icon a powerful backdrop at rallies, and a symbol of candidate Trump's power, success, and prestige. Will the custom-fitted jet soon be returning to the campaign trail to show off its gleaming new paint job? Editors note, help us defeat the leftist lies about President Trump's tremendous record. <laughs> That's how this article ends. Editors Aren't note. most plain 757s? <laughs> Vast majority, I believe. Yes. <laughs> They're like this illustrious Boeing 757. <laughs> Which used to be a normal plane that people flew on, and then it was sold at a discount to Paul Allen, who sold it at a further discount to, to Donald Trump. Trump. To Donald Trump, after breaking it in. Yeah. Uh, all right. <clears throat> so that's uh, that's the end of our update on Trump's uh, jet. Uh, and we're going to move on to uh, what I, I sort of 
I sort of feel like this website is the exact inverse of the uh, intelligencer section of the New York Magazine. It's it's Andy Nyo's the post millennial folks. Andy, non government official. Uh oh. Mm hmm. Now I won't lie to you. It, it is a standard conservative website. I had to I had to scroll through a lot of. Uh, let's say vitriol uh, to find anything even remotely readable on the show. Um, we've got a, an article exposed. Canadian claiming to be fighting in Ukraine revealed as fraud by Jared Yeager in the post-millennial. This is the most Nazi name I've ever seen in my entire life, by the way. It's spelled J-A-R-R-Y-D. <laughs> it's insane. Jared Yeager. Very good. Why <laughs> in the first name, though? Yeah, yeah. Uh... And, you know, we haven't done an update on the Ukrainian war in a while, right? Yeah, so let's hear it from uh, the perspective of a very strange Malaysian man. <laughs> Kick it, Danny. A Canadian man who gained internet fame for volunteering to fight in Ukraine has been exposed as a fraud. And uh, we have a screenshot of his Twitter bio here. His his bio is four-man team fighting fighting in Kyrgyzstan region. Zero tolerance for Russian or basement OSINT trolls. <laughs> can't sing, can't dance, can handle a sword a little. Wow. Very cool. Good to know he can handle a sword for Could, when he's yeah. awarded a <laughs> giant sword. Yeah. Uh, and he has a uh, hundred. He had 118,000 followers. Um, so uh, Jared Yeager goes on here. Social media users pointed out numerous discrepancies in the man's story and revealed that he'd been using airsoft gear. The Canadian, <laughs> the Canadian Ukrainian volunteer, quickly gained a massive following on Twitter after posting what he claimed were first-hand accounts of the war. As the Telegraph reports, he even told followers at one point that he had, quote, infiltrated Russian-occupied Kyrgyzstan in South Ukraine on a bicycle disguised as a Russian soldier. Yeah, if you believed this, you <laughs> you should have sent him every dollar in your yeah, wallet. that's the thing. 118,000 people really did believe him. And we're going to get into one very notable person who believed him uh, at the end of this article. Yeah, this returns to if you got good credit, you deserve to get scammed. <laughs> uh the volunteers' days of being taken seriously came to an end recently. However, as people with expertise in the realm of weapons and war began to take notice and scrutinized his claims. <laughs> Let's look at this first, expert of war. <laughs> yeah, the, he quotes a Twitter user, Kung Flu Panda. At Khan underscore punk, conservative mm -hmm. punk. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Oh yeah, dude, this guy's listening to Lagwagon. <laughs> Well, he says, let's take a look at the rifle itself first. It's a CYMA standard stamped legal airlift AK-74 with a folding stock. We've included a side-by-side -side so you can see it for yourself. You can pick one up on Amazon for $223.10. Yeah, it seems like this guy seems to know a shitload about airsoft. <laughs> Listeners, if any of you want to get me one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, airsoft gods are cool. At conservative punk. <laughs> He's the coolest guy, man. Yeah. Uh, next he says, One user pointed out that the gun the volunteer purported to use during the war was actually an airsoft replica that could easily be purchased via Amazon. Uh, and then this is another tweet in the same thread by this Kung Flu Panda guy. By the way, it got like, you know, less than a thousand likes on this thread. Like, th this is what this entire article is based on. Uh, he says, this is another tweet. Let's talk about what's going on with these magazines. 
The AK-74 is chambered for the 5.45 times 39 millimeter cartridge, and the AK-47 for the 7.62 times 39 millimeter. For some reason, he's decided to tape his dummy AK-47 magazine to the AK-74, and AK-74 cannot receive an AK-47 magazine. Very silly. This is the coolest <laughs> fucking guy. Like you're just at a show. You're like, a guy starts hitting on you. It's fucking this guy. Yeah, yeah. He like starts rattling off FBI crime statistics. Yeah, you need to be at like a streetlight manifesto show or something. <laughs> well, you deserve whatever happens to you if you're there. But uh, Yeah, and uh, once again, this is from user Kung Flu Panda. Uh, the user pointed out that not only was the volunteer's gun fake, but that he hadn't even done a good job fitting it with the proper attachments. His helmet was also revealed to be an airsoft replica. Another user even went so far as to locate the volunteer via his IP address. <laughs> According to him, the volunteer was based out of Ontario, Canada, and not Ukraine. <laughs> so are these airsoft replicas of of ukrainian military helmets uh i think so <laughs> for guys who normally uh cosplay as the ukrainian military <laughs> when they do airsoft yeah he's in canada so you can buy that at like a normal grocery yeah. store there <laughs> yeah next to yeah the, you're right yeah next to the bagged milk don't they got yeah, that up there they have bagged milk and banderas flags next to each <laughs> other they both begin with they B sell those at the the victims of communism memorial. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, this is the last uh, the last paragraph. He can bring attention to the conflict without all the theatrics. Staged basement photos and costumes. The user continued, suggesting that the volunteers that the volunteer degrades those that serve. And uh, his the, the 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 guy that was you know trolling these morons. His Twitter account no longer exists. Now that he sucks. He, he should got banned. Be, he should be selling T-shirts there. Like I lied about going to war in Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. Sold you the shitty t-shirt. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's one last thing about this whole incident that I, I thought was really pretty awesome. Um, apparently, one of the people that just fell fucking head over heels for this was Louise Mensch, otherwise known as True Facts Stated. <laughs> yeah. She, she uh, apparently followed him, maybe was a Reply Guy style account, but she, Louise Mensch, replies to... Uh, our hero Kung Flu Panda's thread about how it's clearly a bunch of airsoft guns or whatever. And she says, nah, son, these two things are completely different. You must have worked so hard at failing this, this thread because you are failing it spectacularly. <laughs> Old people using the internet so fucking cool, man. Nah, son. <laughs> nah, son. Homie, what's that it's you what from? Exactly. Nah, son, you failed the thread. <laughs> Dude, I hate it when I fail the thread. Oh yeah. Uh all right. Um that's uh that's all we got for you this week, folks. And good news, folks, we have rebought Matt's contract and he should return as scheduled <laughs> next week. Durant didn't yeah. make it. He wasn't he wasn't thinking about points. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be back. No more uh, designated hitters in our podcast league, boys. <laughs> or no, we're adding one. Actually, I guess <laughs> the podcast league of sports. <laughs> yeah, we're in the we're in the national podcast league. Yeah. There's the American podcast league. American podcasters union. <laughs> we we should start a, a podcasters. <laughs> self-employed <laughs> most of them <laughs> sweet alright in closing 
thank you for listening to Boomer Death Squad. You can follow us on Twitter at Boomer Death Pod. We'll have a Discord linked in the bio. I've been Joe. I've been Danny. I've been Matt. Bye bye. See ya. Doodles. Show me how you do that trick. The one that makes me scream, she said. The one that makes me laugh, she said. I threw her on.